Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Well, with numbers rising in Limerick and the fear of the possibility uh, of up to a localised lockdown, it's on a lot of your minds, understandably, especially as we head into the weekend. But would that be the right call? Well, we have independent Councillor Emmett O'Brien of Limerick City and County Council and Fine Gael Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan on the line to chat to us about it. Um, uh, Emmett, what's your take on where we are and where we should be going in Limerick now? Um, well, it's it's very hard to determine where we are at the moment outside of the the daily briefings, the daily numbers that are posted upon us every evening at six o'clock um, with a great deal of fanfare. And there's a lot of focusing, as I said previously, on the actual, you know, the overall numbers of infections throughout the country and then how it manifests itself by way of a county. But the whole purpose back in March was obviously to flatten the curve, reduce the numbers, such that our health service and our ICU in University Hospital in Limerick wouldn't be overrun. And, you know, the figures of the most the most recent figures that we had is that there's one suspected case in the ICU in Limerick. So, but we've had a number of increases in, in numbers over the last 14 days, close on in about 140 cases in 14 days in Limerick in a population of 198,000 is still a fractional amount of in cases. And as was said yesterday on the radio on the top of your news, there doesn't seem to be a huge appetite for, at worst, a lockdown of Limerick on a county lockdown. But how it manifests itself in terms of restrictions or further restrictions, I don't know. But I know that whatever happens in Limerick would have to be married in Dublin. And there seems to be a divide-and-conquer scenario between Limerick and Dublin. And I just wonder, is there a feeling amongst Method and our voiceless TDs in Limerick that whatever happens in Dublin will happen in Limerick um, because there seems to be no appetite in Dublin for lockdown. Right. So you would say that the fact that Dublin is in focus could ultimately mean that Limerick won't end up with further restrictions? Well, uh, it, it's it's very difficult to compare Limerick and Dublin, because first of all, there doesn't see a huge discrepancy in population. We're at 198,000 people. Dublin is 1.4 million. The infection rates are much higher in Dublin. But when you drill down the numbers that are out there now, while there is an increase in infection rates, which was inevitable and was always going to happen, Joe, as the economy opened up, the median age is much lower and people are recovering from the infection. Up to 98% of people recover in any event. So you know, as we go forward in terms of a long-term plan, a long-term view on this, we're probably, in real terms, at least two years, 18 months away from an effective uh, vaccination. So we can't be hiding behind our curtains, you know, twitching our curtains and informing on our neighbours like a lot of people would like us to do. We have to kind of get on with life. And it's and I obviously sympathise with people who've lost loved ones. I've had a person in my extended family who, who, who has, um, you know, severe effects of the lockdown as well. And, and, I, and I see the effect it has on people's mental health and the, and the undiagnosed uh, issues like cancers, like heart rate, uh, cardiac issues, and also the effect on the economy as well. So a lockdown, if it's being proposed on a county basis, is uh, a disproportionate uh, response. But there's certainly something needs to be looked at in terms of how we deal with those clusters that are manifesting in parts of Limerick City and in parts of rural county Limerick as well. But we have to be very reasoned 
and logical approach and not a one-size-fits-all approach. Right. We're chatting to independent councillor Emmett O'Brien and Fine Gael councillor Olivia O'Sullivan is with us too. Uh, what uh, would you say to Emmett's argument, Olivia? Um, good morning, Joe and Emmett. Um, yeah, I hear what Emmett is saying. Um, I am, I'm very worried with the with the rising in community transmission. It's very worrying, and I'm sure um, plenty of others are similar. Um, similarly, you know, distressed to hear that every day we're we're now the second the second highest in the country. Um, I agree that Dublin and Limerick are completely different, and I can't see them being handled or treated in the same way. Um, the populations are, you know, you can't compare. I imagine Dublin itself will be will be dealt with in a in a in a you know section by section area by area. But um, with regard to lockdown, if we keep going the way we're going with the community transmission spreading, I don't know what choice. Now I don't mean lockdown in the sense that we had before, but look at Leash. Leash has you know had temporary lockdown and they've fallen way down the table with a transmission. I mean. How do we not address it? We can't. We can't sit and do nothing. Nobody wants us to close down anything. Whether it's what's been spoken about now, you know, not letting as many people visit um, private homes. Certainly, nobody wants to see businesses closing. But it's extremely worrying to see the the, the transmission rates in Limerick every day when we hear the when we hear the news. But Olivia, um, we're already living with significant restrictions as it is in Limerick. We are. Absolutely. But we can't accept this, the community transmission as it is and accept it going on like that. We'll have to address it. We'll have to do something about it. Do you imagine that if Dublin weren't in focus, then they would have moved on Limerick City and County already, the government? Well, I don't know if they're going to move in the exact way as they've done previously, because obviously COVID is so new. Dealing with this pandemic is so new that every time has, that they've taken measures, um, regardless of how extreme they've been or less so, they've learned from it and they seem to ad- adapt. Um, so I don't know if they would do it again exactly the same way they did it in, in Kildare, Leash and Offaly. And obviously Kildare suffered a lot more so from being closed down longer. Um, like I would obviously really worry for local business if that were the case. And I hope we don't see something like that happen here. But everybody needs to kind of, you know, take a bit of responsibility here and, and pull back ourselves and um, and address this. Because otherwise, we're heading in, in, well, if we're heading in a similar direction. Again, I don't know if exactly the same thing would take place. But they're talking about now adapting, um, for Dublin at least, something like what's happening in Glasgow, where um, a lot less people will be allowed you know, visit people's private homes. That would be very upsetting for people, you know, not not being able to have your family visit, you know, or your extended family. I mean, people don't have big circles at the moment. Most people following the guidelines, they don't have big circles or groups. They generally are just mixing with small numbers. Yeah. And for that to be reduced further, that would be very distressing. Yeah, um, Emmett O'Brien, Professor Sam McConkie said on RT um, last night to your point about the low rates of death and the low rates mm. in ICU that the reality is that the rise in cases around the country and particularly in Dublin and Limerick will, he said, certainly lead in the coming weeks to increased numbers in ICU and increased deaths. Yeah, very possible. But look, 
I can't predict the future. Um, I don't think anybody could have predicted the future back in March. I mean, Leo Varadkar indicated it's going to be 25,000 deaths uh, back in March. And, you know, he wasn't being alarmist. I mean, he, he was being very prudent at the time, and, and we took actions that were appropriate. But, I mean, there, 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 there is a sense in, in the media for the last maybe six weeks or two months that, you know, we're facing the second lockdown. And they're saying it almost with a certain element of zeal. Or, sorry, or second wave and, and a lockdown. There's a little bit of hysteria about what we're dealing with here. At the end of the day, and I sympathise with the six people who have died since the 8th of August, but of over close to 4,000 cases of infection, only six, six people have passed away. Now, I sympathise with each of those. But what are the effects of the restrictions on people for there's been an exponential increase in suicide? There's been an increase in undetected heart disease, undetected cancers. So, you know, the lockdown... That obviously had been imposed in March. But we have now developed, and our understanding of the disease is so much more pronounced than it was only six months ago, that there has to be a better way of dealing with um, the disease and keeping the economy open and, and keeping the, the sociability of society and civilians at large. Because I have seen a huge effect, Joe, on my part of the country, on, on the mental health of people who are just, you know, rocks out of people. They're... they're uh, I won't say hysterical, but they're very nervous yeah. around people. And a lot of it has been generated with deep respect to, to you by the media. And, you know, you, you try and say, look, yeah, we're in a pandemic, but, we, you know, we'll get through this. Yeah. And, and we don't hear a whole and, lot of that type of leadership from our the, TDs uh, or from our yeah, politicians. And, 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 and Olivia, there is one other practical point here. If further restrictions are put in across Limerick City and County, if, for example, our wet pubs are not allowed to open on the 21st of September, you could have a scenario where someone can't go into a wet pub in Corbally, but they can in Westbury, Olivia. I mean, it, is that not totally impractical? It is, and I wouldn't um, be in support of that. You know, I think the state, I think the wet pubs need to be given an opportunity to open in a controlled environment and to prove their case and that the necessary powers be there for both the wet pubs and the pubs that have been open serving food, that if they're in breach of guidelines, that they're able to be closed down for limited periods and 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 um and it being addressed in that way. So no, it doesn't make sense. And I think that um came out from the uh, the lockdown, uh, the Kildare lockdown. Is, that was a big problem there. But and and it was what, the business that couldn't open and down the road. Yeah. And Olivia, what would you say to people who? are having communions at the moment and are intending to have gatherings in their homes this weekend. We're being told this weekend is important in Limerick City and County and that at this stage it's about personal responsibility and personal behaviour and keeping our social contacts down ourselves. Well, I, and I've spoken to some parents who are actually very stressed about this um, because I guess a communion, it's a family occasion, the expectation of what's going to happen around that. Um, and I and I spoke to a mother um, just the day before yesterday, and and had to kind of say to her, you know, your family will understand if you tell them they can't all call over at the same time. They will understand if you tell if you give them different times to call. You, you know, people are very worried about oh, but I, I can't I have to, I have to have them over. I can't leave them out. So they're trying to maintain everything as in previous years. This is not like other years. So I I would tell people not to be as sensitive as I'm hearing when it comes to, you know, you, it's all about the child's day. If you're going to a hotel for a meal or if you are having a few of their friends over to the back garden, whatever way you're doing this within the guidelines, that child will have a great day. 
please don't get overly anxious about it as I'm seeing in a lot of parents yeah. because the expectation on the day and what they should deliver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I totally understand that because we're hearing that a lot here on the Dermit Today show as well. All right, well, listen, thank you very much. We wanted to have some of those contrasting views um, on because uh, we do take um, Emmett O'Brien's point that it is important uh, that uh, the wider views of people in Limerick City and County are represented. So thank you to Independent Councillor Emmett O'Brien and Fine Gael Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan. After the break, the Kardashians. Call Limerick Today now on 46 1995. Farmer demand 